Hey guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. Our guest today is Abdullah Al-Kamda. He's the founder of Homey. Homey is a cashback platform that links consumers and service providers covering dine-in, retail, grocery, and hotels. Sabah al Abdullah, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Very good. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, and yeah, I, the cool logo in your background with nice little smiley face on top of the H. Can you tell us a little bit about Homey? Um, okay. So Homey is a super cashback platform. Uh, first, why we named the company Homey is uh, because we want to be everyone's best friend. We want to be everyone's support system. And if there is one platform that can change people's lives and really be their Homey, I think uh, I think our company has the biggest job to do that. So just to elaborate more uh, on my statement, uh, we are a super cashback platform. Uh, when we talk about cashback, we're talking about the highest margins you can get in the market, 20%, 30%. Sometimes we go up to 40%. And all of the hotels you can think about in the UAE, uh, in dining restaurants, uh, in spas, shops, malls, whatever you name it, you're gonna get cashback funds. Okay, that is a bold statement. Uh, to be to be the number one homie because you know, uh, we've talked about cashback in detail, but this super cashback platform it feels like a super app, and you know, being someone's homie or being their uh, companion or the app that they rely on. How how big is that vision? Uh, our vision is to create a cashback ecosystem uh, where you cannot spend a penny without getting uh, rewarded for it. Uh, our long-term plan is to to be everywhere in the market. So uh, let's say even when you get Uber rides, even when you order food delivery, even when you go dining, anywhere you can go, you can spend your money on, we can reward you for it. Okay, interesting. And it's a relatively new concept. When did you come up with the idea? Uh, I came up with the idea two years ago, actually. So uh, just like any other startup, when the, when when you uh, find a new idea and you, you believe that you're going to solve a very big problem in the market, you always tend to shift away from the idea. You you tend to keep, uh, you, uh, you keep improving it and you keep enhancing uh, the business model until it's nothing like what you started with. So uh, it was, funny enough, it was a home services app in the beginning. You get cash back from the home services, cleaning, laundry, beauty and grooming. Uh, and then we slightly shifted away to uh, saying, why are we limiting ourselves with such a small market? Why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, enter where people uh, want cash back on their necessities? Uh, I believe that's the most important thing. If you reward people for their uh, for the things that uh, they spend their money on on a daily basis, uh, then yeah, then your company has a long way to go. Yeah, fascinating. So two years ago, uh, were you an entrepreneur before? Uh, what did you study? What's your background? Uh, my background is in business development. 
to be honest with you, uh, this is my first startup. Uh, we all come up with ideas uh, in the past, but we never move forward with it. Uh, when I first, uh, even when I first started Homey, I, I thought it's going to be just like any other business I wanted to start in the beginning. But then I was like, holy cow, I'm actually hiring people now. I actually start, I actually bought an office. Oh, this is really happening. <laughs> so uh, I, I was intimidated myself by it when I, when I first started. Uh, but then, yeah, it's, it's going forward. And, you know, with, with this is the first episode and the first interview of, of 2024. When Did the app launch? The app is in the app store, I see. And, you know, when did you officially start having customers? And, you know, obviously you built a marketplace, so you needed to have the hotels, the services and everything on that. Can you talk us through the sort of journey the, to launch? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll tell you from the beginning. It's not a bright journey at all. Uh, it's... Uh... And like any other startup, it's a very hard road where uh, uh, there is always a brick wall of challenges every single time you you, you surpass this uh, problem, another problem occurs. And uh, it's, a, it's a battle of determination. If, if you have determination and you have the heart to to risk it all, then, then, the, then this is the journey for you. If not, uh, if, you, if you feel like you're a person uh, who crumbles under pressure, then no. The, uh, I don't think you should ever seek such a career. So, yeah. That, yeah, exactly. It's tough. So, you mean, you know, getting... Which which parts of it were tough? Was it getting people on board uh, as providers? Was it getting customers? Was it raising funds? Was it... Okay. You know there, is, there, is the, there is the business uh, issues, there's the personal issues that you can, uh, so which one do you want? Do you want the entrepreneur advice or do you want the Well, yeah, I, I mean, we we can talk about the entrepreneur advice and it'd be good to get your views on that, but just so people understand Homey and, and you know what yeah. it is, how it launched first. So talking about, okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll elaborate more on what I meant when I said personal issues. It's, uh, it's a very lonely road. Yeah. You uh, you stop having friends, you stop having family, you, you start prioritizing your company over everything or it's not going to go anywhere. So that was the biggest challenge in the beginning is understanding that this is a full-time role. This is not a nine to five by any means, not for me, not for any team member that I have. We work in the morning. If we have to work at night, we work at night. So it's very hard to suddenly change your lifestyle for, for your startup company. And in regards to home, in regards to the company itself, uh, I would say understand understanding uh, uh, understanding that we're new to the market and no one has done what we are doing right now. So there is no blueprint. That, that's uh, that was the biggest challenge that we had. There is no blueprint to what we are doing. We cannot see as this company and say, "Aha, we need to follow these steps." Now, if you want to open an Uber company, there are hundreds of Uber companies before you know exactly what to do. You can ask around, you can do uh, uh, whatever you want. And uh, let's say with food delivery, you can ask any food delivery, how did you start your company? And then you can just copy them. But with a super cashback platform, when you're, when you're the first one in the market, then you need to pave the way. Yeah, exactly. And you know that's really entrepreneurial stuff. Uh, so walk us through, Abdullah, what happens you know, I understand the concept. I purchase something, I get cash back. But how does it technically work? I download the app, I register an account, and 
why would someone want to give me money back? You know, if I've if I've paid for a hotel, they're already cutting their margins. Why? How do you get them to give you the customer more money back? I mean, you have to be you have to be good at sales. Uh, you know, there's a, uh, there's a famous saying uh, with the good salespeople. They say, "I can sell sand to an Arab." You know, does an Arab need a sand, need sand? No, I can still sell it to him. So, if you're a good salesperson, you can you can manage if you if you know how to show the uh, the vision uh, to the hotels. Uh, but, uh show them that uh by giving back to the community it's really gonna help you and it's gonna help the customers uh and what we tell them is i'm gonna show you the power of giving back to the customers and i'm gonna leave you to that and they all accepted instantly and but 30 20 30 40 percent sounds like a lot how does that no, actually uh okay so uh, we have a full booking system so you can basically book through us just like you book uh, through any other platform and other platforms they actually take a very high commission uh, from the hotels uh, and these commissions uh, go from 20% to sometimes 35% so what we did is we switched it we want no commission for ourselves absolutely nothing not even 1% we're giving it all back to our customers as cashback and what's your business model uh, our business model is through reten uh, retention uh, you basically subscribe to us. That's uh, 30 dirhams a month. That's almost nothing. If you, anyone who lives in Dubai can afford 30 dirhams a month. Let me tell you that. Because uh, the bottle of water uh, that we pay uh, in restaurants, uh, we, uh, it costs 30 dirhams. So yeah, it's, um, uh, I would say it's only the subscription model and then uh, then uh, what, what our business model revolves around is Customers staying with us and 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 seeing how much uh, they're gonna get back. When you were coming up with this and when you were registering the license, did you put it down as you know an e-commerce platform or a fintech platform? How I know you said you're creating something that hasn't been done before, but what sort of category does it fall in? It's a fintech. Uh, it's a fintech because uh, it's a wallet. It's a uh, it's a wallet uh, through many. Uh, verticals so uh and uh, so my idea behind homie and why it falls under a, a fintech uh, platform is uh, that i see super apps always uh, always failing to keep customers for all of the verticals combined so let's say for example you might order food delivery from this platform but then you might order order your uber service in this platform but then you might dine in with the other platform and then you're going to book a hotel in, the, uh, in, in another platform as well. What I succeeded with doing uh, until now, I guess, is that I've combined all of that in one platform and I made it make sense to stay in one platform. Why? Because all of your cashback goes to your one single homey wallet. Do you get it? And then from that wallet, we opened a lot of options for you where you can you can withdraw the money back to your bank account where in five minutes, if you press on withdraw, it goes back to your bank account. So, uh, and now we're talking about, uh, uh, for each customer, uh, we're talking about them saving from three, an average of $300 up to $1,000. Sometimes they can save $1,000 on one transaction, one single transaction, which is crazy if you think about it. Uh, so you're, so you're yeah. kind of 
creating another layer of the kind of app web. So you know the way that, you know, apps like Bozum or Kareem will say that they're super apps. What you're doing is you're correct me if I'm wrong, but you're aggregating. So I'll log into my homey app and I'll connect my Uber, I'll connect my Insta shop, I'll connect these things uh as my account or our hotel or hotel rewards, and then I'll make the purchase from there. So I do it all centralized. So it's actually a, a, a one app that can do many purchases. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, I wouldn't say we get aggregators for it. Uh, we tried that uh, in the past to get aggregators. For example, let's say uh, for food delivery, I can just get another company to do it for me. But the issue is, uh, is that I'm not going to hold the value of giving maximum cashback because the other company is going to say, hey, I want commission. I want a very high commission. And I don't want that. I don't want the commission for me. I want to give the whole margin back to the customer and with the maximum percentage possible. So how can I do that? By me building the platform, completely building it uh, all around the food delivery, the dining, the hotel system. So we partner with them directly and there is no middleman that take commission. And with that, is, uh, we have a very huge margin of cashback that we can give uh, back to the customer. And this is how we succeeded with getting the margins that we talk about of cash flow. Okay, makes sense. But there's a lot of work there, right? Because the categories are almost never ending in, in one's daily life, you know. Uh, so I heard an example before of how it's good to start with a niche and then go from there. And like you started with home services, D did the home services work? And what was the traction like? Uh, look, home server services, we didn't go live with it. So we actually built the platform, we're ready to go, but we didn't go live with it because we understood that uh, if we're going to go live with the company, we we better go with an image that we're going to stick to. I don't want to be known as only a home services platform. Uh, I actually don't want to be known as a dining platform. I want to be known as a, uh, as a universal uh, cashback loyalty platform. Uh, the super cashback platform. That's why we, we never call ourselves a super app because we're not a super app. We're a super cashback app. So uh, by saying super cashback, why are we saying super cashback for two different definitions? Okay, it is a super app, a part of it. But the other part, why we call it a, a super cashback app because it is super cashback. It's not your average 2%, 5%, let's say 10%. We're talking about 20%. 30%, 40%, and that's why we call it super. It definitely sounds like a no-brainer for users to use this. Uh, do you think that it's sustainable in terms of uh, the 30 germs a month to how much cashback you might potentially give someone? Like, is it capped oh. at a certain amount? You know, is it on? I think it's unlimited, right? Uh, no, no. I, I, would, I would just uh, tell you that a magician never shows his tricks. So uh, I'm only showing you the front page of, yeah, it's 30 drums only. But uh, with a clever team, uh, with the clever team that I have, uh, we managed to create a, a very uh, revenue-based uh, business. Okay, fair enough. And did you raise funding to get the platform going? No, no, it's, uh, it's all person, a boot, uh, bootstrap. Bootstrap, self-funded. But at some point, you know, when you have, when you have some traction and more traction, it's relatively new. Do you expect to, you know, to be able to sustain the 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 funding, the capital needed to give the cash back, 
will you be raising funds or will you be partnering with uh, financial institutions? No, of course, of course. Um, uh, I definitely see in the, in, the, in the long run that we will raise investments. I believe that's the smart way to go about it. Why? Because um, with the help of other companies, uh, we can, we can uh, with the help of uh, venture capitals, uh, uh, we can quickly grow to uh, and go global in other countries. So our plan is actually, I would have never started this company if I knew my vision is only to stay in the UAE. No, we will never stay only in the UAE. We're going to go global, for sure. Okay, fascinating. We'll touch onto that market expansion in a second, but just, just on the cashback in general, the there isn't an app that does what you do, but people are familiar with cashback as a behavior type, and usually it's from credit cards and the banks. Uh, do you think that, are you disrupting that? Are, and, you know, is it is it just about giving more percentages? Uh, or do you think something else is broken with the banks and the credit cards? Because all credit cards, you know, there's a whole ecosystem about trying to get people to sign up for credit cards. There's salespeople, there's incentives, there's benefits, there's percentages. Um, are they not doing a good enough job? Do you see an opportunity there? Uh, it's not that they're not doing a good enough job. I, I would say their margins are low. Uh, look, uh, uh, when you're giving back to the to the customer 2% cash back, 3% cash back, let's say best case scenario, 5% cash back from a bank, I mean, that's the best you can get in the market. Either I don't blame the banks, I don't blame the customers for going with the banks because this is what they're used to. But they're not used to what's coming right now, uh, which is, as I'm saying, 20% cashback, 30, 40. Uh, these are the margins that I believe will be a very clear USP to the, to the, to the customers. Okay, and when you go across the different verticals, okay, hotels, home services, you know, ordering groceries, are there certain categories that the margins aren't there that you can't give 20, 30%? You know, for example, when we talk about e-commerce, right? There, certain business categories, as you know, have higher margins than others. You know, beauty is a higher margin than electronics, uh, for example. Uh, are, are, are you able to build a model on Homey that you can be consistent across uh, purchases that you can have a consistent high percentage. Uh, that's a that's a really good question. First of all, uh, and yeah, look. Uh, obviously, we cannot keep the, the high margins in every single industry. We can still give the maximum any company can ever give. Let's say if one industry can only give me around five percent cashback, and this is the maximum they can give. And what they give, let's say, to banks, two or two percent, three percent. I will still be happy with giving 5%. It's still the maximum I can give to the customer. Yeah. You know, in specific industries, yeah, uh, we do sacrifice cashback, but uh, it's not a sacrifice by any means uh, for our customers. It's only game. Cool. I'm trying to understand the, the business more. And, uh, you know, you said you wouldn't reveal your your secrets or your your tricks, but it sounds like, you know, putting two and two together, your, your business development background sounds like you're a good negotiator. And that you understand those things that that's a better deal for the customers. So, you know, negotiating with the hotels and the partners is one of the, the tricks that you have. And uh, does that mean that you have a lot of business development people on your team or, you know, do you have more developers to make the app? What's more important to you, the technical side or the partnership side? 
for me, it's the partnership side, uh, 100%. Obviously, the technical side, because without the product, we're, what are we? You know, we're not going to be anything uh, without the application. So uh, the technical side is being uh, taken care of. I have a really strong team when it comes to my uh, product and uh, technical side. So I have faith in them. I leave it to them. I obviously know everything that's going there because I do believe if you're a business owner, if you're a CEO, you need to know every single uh, department uh, and uh, uh, what uh, whatever they're doing, you need to know about it. Uh, at least having a full understanding of the business. Uh, uh, so I have my sole focus on partnerships. Uh, until now, I've been, I've been doing good. Why I don't say very good, it's because I leave more room for me to... It's like a mental thing that I keep telling myself, I'm not doing good enough, so I need to do work harder. Uh, but we've been uh, succeeding. And, and partnerships, obviously, as, as you can tell, if, if, we, if we manage to get hotels, we can manage to get anyone. Okay, and what size is your team to date? And where, which kind of license uh, and area did you set up in Dubai? Uh, can you please repeat it? You know what? What size is the team at the moment in Dubai? And are you in? A, are you in a free zone? Are you in a startup? Are you in the the DIFC fintech sector? Or where are you? Yeah. Uh, uh, so the sizes of our team, the full team, the full homie team, we're talking about twenty five people currently. Uh, in Dubai, we're around ten, and the the rest uh, are scattered everywhere in different countries. And uh, we are DED licensed currently. Uh, Dubai Economic Department, just to elaborate. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah. Um, and that, that's interesting. But you, you, your fintech company and your approach to sort of, um, you know, you, you do have a sort of a re remote working sort of virtual company that you you can have talent from all over the world, and that sort of aligns with your plan to grow this elsewhere as well. Yeah. Uh, so, what was the question again? Just to understand the philosophy of, uh, you know, that you can you're comfortable having remote workers that you don't need people to be in the same place that you can hire skills from different areas to to build a business. Yeah. Look, um, why why am I getting people from outside the country sometimes as well? It's because uh, I believe in hiring the best team possible that you can hire and. Uh, Sometimes you cannot get people, uh, let's say, if I can't get them to Dubai, I would still sacrifice them not coming by still having them at least working uh, outdoors, uh, online. Uh, uh, so sometimes we have to compensate. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Continue, sorry. Uh, yeah, and uh, the managing part, it's, uh, look, um, uh, Whenever I hire someone, I I follow my guts. I don't care uh, just about their CVs. I don't care about their past experience. What does my gut tell me? Uh, do do they uh, are they conscientious? You know, uh, are they gonna really work uh, uh, their heart out for, for this company to work? And just based on following that, uh, Alhamdulillah, until now, everyone I don't need to follow up with them. They follow up with me. They keep updating me. They keep telling me everything. Yeah, because uh, God forbid if they were people that were lazy or every time I don't check up on them, they're not going to want. Uh, it's going to be very hard. Uh, it would have been very challenging. But until now, uh, everyone is doing uh, their tasks as if they are in the office. Yeah, it sounds like there's a shared mission that people are passionate about the project. If they're 
seen it as a startup and there's good energy there, which is great to see. You know, often on, on this podcast, we try and understand where people are focusing their efforts and many people start in Dubai and some use Dubai as a base for, you know, the UAE or as a base for the GCC or a base for the Arab world. And then sometimes we hear companies who uh, have Dubai as the base instead of say Silicon Valley as a global tech company. And you mentioned that at the start that you do have your eyes on a global uh, market, but there must be some things that you've spotted that homey suits in certain markets. And and what are they? You know, does this work in every city around the world? Or are there certain cities that you think that the cashback is more likely to be used? Uh the cashback, okay, uh, uh, the, the only challenge we're facing the program to go global is that we need to select countries that have a very high usage of debit and credit cards, uh, basically online payments. Uh, some countries are, let's say, they're very cash dominant. Some countries are very online payments, uh, debit cards, credit cards dominant. And uh, I would say we can only enter the markets where people are using, uh, using their credit cards and debit cards. And what, what would your expansion be? Because, you know, it sounds kind of labor intensive to sign up each restaurant if you're going direct. Um, you know, do you have a plan that you can kind of automate that uh, where if you're entering a new market that many places can sign up for you, the sort of marketplace side, you know, that you get the customers to pay the 30 dirhams, but then you need the offers and the uh, connection with the services and companies as well. Okay, so the nice part about uh, partnering with hotels is that, let's say we we, we do succeed in Dubai, uh, they will easily give us all of their hotels globally. Uh, that, and that's that's actually a part of uh, when I, uh, when I uh, was negotiating with them in the first place. Uh, so going global uh, with hotels and other verticals will be really easy. Uh, and uh, obviously we can uh, sometimes, let's say, we might not start with dining in other uh, countries. Uh, we can start with the other verticals and uh, we start uh, getting uh, more uh, influence in, uh, in other countries. And then obviously the dining comes very easy uh, once that is done. As long as you have the, as long as you have the customer base, customers would want, uh, restaurants would want uh, to join with you. Because you need to show them the value for them to join with you in the first place. Yeah, fascinating. Um, you know, there's definitely the fintech element in terms of uh, financial rewards, but there's also the loyalty element. And that is a category that people are familiar with. You know, in the UAE, we've had success stories and buy one, get one. We've had different types of loyalty platforms. And of course, uh, you know, we have Emirates, Skywards, and we have many loyalty things that people understand what was your view on loyalty as a way of retention and how important was understanding uh, psychology around loyalty and, and brand, uh, you know, loyalty as well uh, when you were coming up with the idea? So when I, when we were coming up with the idea, um, we were, we were thinking of how can we save the most amount of money possible uh, to the community around Dubai? Uh, how can we, how can we, Actually, because we understood that there are a lot of loyalty platforms, a lot of them. Uh, it's flooded in Dubai. Uh, in all of UAE, we're talking about how many hundreds of loyalty apps that are existing. How can we, how can we compete with them? And how can we not only compete with them? We're going to be in a different market position. 
because as you said, a lot of uh, applications are known for being buy one get one free. Uh, a lot of applications are known for being a discount application. There's no one that's dominating the cashback platform or the cashback uh, industry. Think of one. I'll I'll give you time. There's none. So this is a clear. Uh, I can't hear you. No, sorry, I didn't say. I was just smiling. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's the perfect market position for us to enter and uh, dominate. There is none. There is no one in the cashback industry currently. So uh, when there are a lot of loyalty platforms, you need to find your market position definitely. Yeah, and you know, you people are now used to having uh, apps that show their savings and their investments and things like that. Um, so visual uh, tracking their money and things like that, and I, that that I guess is what you're trying to play into. There was one that we interviewed. I don't think they position themselves as cashback. Uh, they're more on the on the buy one get one, but they they do do cashback. I think they're called Memojo. They launched recently. Is that different? Yeah. Um, I don't know much about them. What I heard is you you link your card and you get cash back on it. Uh, they are currently, um, their business model is uh, completely different than ours uh, due to ours being directly with many verticals. Uh, so we don't only focus on dining, we focus on hotels, we focus on uh, we focus on uh, Uber rides, we focus on food delivery and uh, whatnot. And owner and groceries, uh, you name it. Uh, I believe other platforms that, that have cashback, uh, the cashback element in it, uh, I would say uh, they are currently only in Dine restaurants. And it's a very small market if you think about it. Dine, if we are only focused on Dine, it's a very small market. And what do you think, Abdullah, if, uh, you know, the competition in terms of, uh, when you're doing a startup, you're focusing on an area cashback. But what if Apple did cashback, or you know, on Apple Pay, or what if um, Kareem did cashback? Do you think that that is a, a potential competitor, or do you think standalone apps focusing on one thing can do a better job? I mean, YouTube. Okay, why why is TikTok dominating the short videos? YouTube, you can you can have, you know, you can have shorts on YouTube as well. But why is TikTok uh, dominating? Because TikTok is solely focused on what short videos. So even if there are short videos on YouTube, people still don't care about them. They like uh, TikTok. And that's what I'll be known for, if you, if you can understand them. I, I like the media. I understand the social media reference well. Even though they, they push their shorts views and the views will look big, but actually people want don't want yeah. to watch them on YouTube. Uh, yeah, this is going to be our speciality, basically. So the margins of cashback, everything, it's it's going to be our speciality, our bread and butter. No one, no, I really don't believe uh, people uh, can compete with our margins. With your margins. But but Apple, like uh, Apple are obviously huge and global, but they, they are good at launching products, right? And I mean, uh, if, if Apple does compete with us, that's a big win for us already. I mean, I, hey, please come join. It's uh, It's a statement for me to say that. Uh, Apple is competing with my company. Fair enough. Yeah, I understand. And so talking a little bit about the startup ecosystem uh, in Dubai, like Dubai is obviously known as a business capital in terms of real estate, in terms of hotels, in terms of tourism, many things. What What do you think of the startup environment? Is it hard? Is it competitive? Uh, is it a good place to build a, a fintech app? Well, 100%. It's uh, Dubai... Uh... 
Dubai changes every three years. It's one of the uh, prominent countries when it comes to being revolutionary, when it comes to tech. Uh, let's talk about that. So being in such an environment, you have to be competitive. And uh, me and my team, we, uh, we, we love competition. We actually, uh, we, we don't ignore it. We, uh, we support it. Uh, so competition just uh, pushes us more to create things that are extraordinary, as they say. Uh, so I really, I do enjoy the competition. I enjoy that I'm doing it in Dubai. It's the best city to do it in. The support we're getting from the from the uh, from the people, from the government, uh, from the royal family, it's is unprecedented. We're getting a really strong push, and uh, and I'm really uh, thankful for that. Yeah, amazing. And it's relatively new that, you know, the startup ecosystem is 10, 15 years old. But, do you know, do you think that it's a good place to be building a, a fintech company? We hear of a lot of fintech investments and the space is so wide. But, um, you know, should we be seeing, uh, you know, we've seen, I think there's two unicorns now in the region in the buy now, pay later uh, section. That's relatively new. You know, if you said buy now, pay later, seven, eight years ago, no one would know what you're talking about. And now there's companies out of the region, some out of Dubai worth a billion, a billion dollars. Like, so is that inspiration for you that, that, that this is a growing area? I mean, Dubai now, pay later is not the best example uh, because uh, I mean, these companies are focused on putting people in debt. We're focused on getting them out of debt. So it's a completely uh, different uh, example, I would say. But yeah, definitely, it's uh, it's where the Arab money is. That's it. <laughs> yeah. so. So if you want to get investments, hey, if you're outside of uh, the Middle East, you want to get investments, come to Dubai, come to uh, Saudi. People will invest. If, if your idea is good, if you're solving a big problem, uh, uh, you're definitely gonna find the solution here. That's brilliant. And just to pick up on something interesting that you said there about uh, getting people out of debt, how how important is that purpose that you're trying to add add to people's lives and not uh, make it worse. Like, do do you think there's um a savings issue that you're trying to solve? Like, uh, what would they would call is it money literacy that people aren't actually that good at saving, and that homie will be able to help with that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I am. Uh, I really wish people reconsider before putting themselves in that. Regardless if you're gonna buy shoes or, or if you're gonna buy any any sort of item. Uh, because they end up struggling, you know, when you when you find something that you like, you buy it, huh? and then you're like, ah, why did I buy it? You know, it, it happens to it happens to the best of us. It, uh, so uh, and it's especially wrong when you buy it uh, through buy now pay later because you end up being in debt, and I don't believe that's being financially smart. Uh, so I want to open people's eyes into hey, get get uh, get uh, i don't care if it's through me i'm being very honest get a discount get a cashback do something where uh, you you can buy the item at a, at the best offer possible without putting yourself in debt and on the platform it's very specifically you know and behind you on the wall it says super cashback platform will you yeah. be adding you know uh content tips around savings and how to understand investments. And do you ever see a scenario where you'll go into this sort of, well, okay, I've got my cash back. What do I do next? 
we're all, we already are entering this. So we have, uh, I mean, it's not something that I can share now. It was, it is going to be the biggest thing with whom it's going to be something extremely large. If you guys are thinking we're only going to be a, a super cash backup, uh, just, just wait, a, just wait a bit, uh, buckle your seatbelts because something big is going to come out of that. In phase two, we're going to introduce something that's going to blow people's minds. Fascinating. And what sort of timeline? So it's it's January 2024. What's the product roadmap or, you know, what's your plans for the year for Homey? Uh, so our plans for the year is uh, to basically uh, expand in the existing verticals that we have. So we expand in groceries, uh, hotels. We already uh, almost uh, got all of the, the UAE. Uh, dine and we just keep expanding them to show the customers that they have incredible uh, set of options that uh, they can get cash back on from uh, restaurants uh, restaurants and the other verticals and uh, yeah and in and, and phase three which is basically around nine months from now we are going to introduce uh, the thing that uh, I mentioned to you uh, which is going to help them I don't want to clarify even more than that and uh, and other than that, other verticals will be ready as well. Okay, and and the sort of uh, plan for expansion and growth, like, will you be raising funds uh, this year, and what else is in the pipeline? Probably by next year. Probably by next year, because uh, uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a risk taker. I would say uh, I I will invest the, everything, the whole kitchen sink, I'll throw it uh, in the in the. Uh, in the application just to just to fund the business uh but after we after we're successful in, in uh, increasing the valuation of the company i don't mind investments okay fair enough so so it's about having a high valuation retaining control uh you know giving the app the best chance of success from the start not making a, a not, mistake on, yeah not only that i would say that um uh, for me, I I need to know that people's money is safe with me because uh, I can I can lose all my money and I'll be okay. Uh, I'll be happy that I lost. I'm not gonna say that I'm this mega rich guy. No. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that even if I go broke, I will be comfortable to know that I tried. But if I know that I lost people's money, this is something else to me. So my my uh, me being responsible will not allow me to raise investments until I know it's extremely safe for people to invest in my company that's and, a, yeah, I, I take care of their money more than i take care of my own money that's a very ethical approach yeah because you see a lot of people raising money and spending it high uh yeah. burn rates irresponsibly as well yeah definitely okay. uh, uh i'm not i would say i'm not worthy to to burn other people's money if i'm not willing to burn my own yeah, fascinating. Okay. And, you know, lastly, sort of your, your view, and you're obviously optimistic about, you know, the tech startup space in Dubai, but what about the region in general? Uh, people often say the Middle East is an emerging market. Uh, do you think that it will be uh, more promising uh, in the next sort of decade or two? Uh, you know, we see a lot of appetite for foreign investment into the Gulf at the moment. Uh, what's your sort of horizon on that? Do you think we're in, in a really good time for, for business uh, startups. Uh, I would say definitely. Uh, it's uh, it's rising rapidly, and uh, I believe if you don't don't jump on the wave, it's gonna leave you. Uh, 
I believe since uh, since startups are getting supported here, they're, they're raising <clears throat> they're raising uh, funds uh, very easily as long as the idea is good. Uh, I really encourage everyone to try and uh, and try their shot in the Middle East, especially when our taxes are nothing com compared to uh, uh, small margins compared uh, to other countries as well, which is very, very, very startup friendly. Okay, amazing. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for today, Abdullah. It's been really a pleasure talking to you. Love the enthusiasm on a Monday morning for everyone. And, uh, you know, so if people wanted to try Homey, they can download the app now and they can register easily. Yeah, uh, it's Homey is going to be open completely for public, I would say, in around two weeks. So in a two-week span, then we're going to completely open it for public. Uh, currently, we have, we have over... 52,000 early registered customers. Uh, we uh, got that through events such as Jitex, such as uh, uh, clever marketing uh, strategy that we have created. Uh, where, uh, and yeah, so the, uh, the anticipation is very high. So we cannot wait. Amazing. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I put my email address. So that's kind of a beta list. So you, you'll be letting people in to test it and then you'll open publicly in a few weeks. Yeah. Most definitely. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Great to see a catchy logo, uh, catchy color, and a charismatic founder. So best of luck to Homie. We'll follow you guys in the future. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot.